0: So I'm sitting by the pool drinking my hot cafe mocha reading the Talmud the other day ooh yeah ooh la, la. and do your dirty work of going and complaining to yeah. somebody for you ain't I'm gonna to... happen no I'm feeling like the third bird dog
1: <laughs> you, you have man. to be
0: excommunicated uh-huh. kicked out of relationship and, and stuck
1: in a basement this I... message sucks stinks
0: <laughs> there's it? explicit there right go. there welcome to the club of the initiated man
1: you better be recording this or I'm never walking with you again.
0: Oh, there we are. you have got a sassy brunette. You know, do something, do Do anything, but just don't sit there. Hey, don't you have something better to do? You've stumbled on the Invisible Humanitarian Podcast from Prince Edward Island on the east coast of Canada, where we discuss hiking, culture, life, theology, running, stories, West Africa, books, you name it. Ooh, yeah. You need to do it for me, Tom. Oh yeah! <laughs> I love that since the first time I do it. It's in the intro now, man. I hope you're okay with that. I, I, I it was priceless. Well, I
1: have to be because it's in the intro.
0: It's in the intro. Well, I didn't. I didn't see you squirming when you first heard it on on the episode today. <laughs>
1: No, I wasn't squirming.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good news. No, uh, interesting conversation. Just before I come back to the computer, I come down here and you're sitting at on the screen on my Skype, looking at, <laughs> looking into nothingness until looking I showed up. Yeah, I had an interesting conversation with my wife. She was up there hobnobbing with, uh, with, uh, with a lady uh, from another church there in leadership in another church. And, and said, tell me about this this interactive Bible study thing that you do. And uh, so Lynn, Lynn ran through how we do it and we all study and dig and share right at the table what we're learning. She goes, oh, that just sounds so much fun. But you know what she said? This is, and I don't bring this up for criticism. She says, oh, oh, I think that would be very intimidating for a lot of people. And I said to Lynn, I said, you know what? If you don't want to do that, you really don't want to know the scriptures.
1: You have to find whatever works for you. Yep. And the best thing that a person could do, and this is just for for people out there, the average Joe schmo is buy a good Bible dictionary. Oh, yes. Plus you have Google. Yeah. Just sit down with your family, mm-hmm. open your Bible up, and go through a book. And I, I, I yep. if you want to get interest, go through Genesis. Mm. There is so much in Genesis. If you have a Bible dictionary, if you have a question or you don't know what something is, go to the Bible dictionary, open it up. And then read. And then yeah. you have your footnotes in the Bible. Yeah. And then if you still have other stuff where you want to go explore, you Google it. Yep. Now, here's the catch though. And people forget this. And I've had students do this. You have to look closely at what kind of website you might be on mm-hmm. because Islam also has portions of the old testament that they're totally in tune with. And mm-hmm. you know, you have to make sure. And 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 even with Jewish Uh, background stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're looking for stuff on the internet, make sure you're looking at the right stuff. Then you have the cult, yeah, cultish, wacko, kind of crazy stuff that's out there. (laughs) And so you kind of have to make sure that your source is okay Mm -hmm. because you might get a different slant. And if you're not paying attention, you know, you could be reading stuff and you're like, yeah, yeah. But if you don't know your (laughs) scriptures, you could find yourself... Really on a bunny trail.
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure. Well, I mean, the digital online stuff's great. I know like one of the things in our study that we have on the table is we have our smartphone with Bible Hub. Bible Hub is just it's a it's an app you can download in the Play Google Play Store, and uh, it has it has your commentaries whatever. But the Interlinear is what I mainly use it for. So if you're studying a passage and you want to know something, Old Testament or New Testament, you click on that. It shows the the Greek and the Hebrew text, uh, the literal translation under the, the 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 grammatic form that that word has appeared in, a reference to the Strong Strong's numbering system, and 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 a basic a Greek and Hebrew dictionary. So you can click on it and look at the etymology of the word, how it was used. And the
1: English translation. Yeah. You didn't mention the... Yeah. There's an English translation. Underneath it, so yeah. yeah. It shows the word. Yeah. It shows, if it's a Hebrew word, it will show the, in Hebrew, the mm-hmm. word. Then it has a transliteration in English. English, yeah. And then under that, there'll be the English of what that word is translated. Mm-hmm. So an average person yeah. can read that and be able to use an indolinear. And with yeah. time... They could do that. And then the Strong's number is if they have a concordance based on Strong's, mm-hmm. it shows you how many other places in the scriptures it's used. that yeah. Hebrew word yeah. or that Greek word is used yeah. based on the Strong's number that it was yeah. given.
0: Yeah, it's very helpful. I mean, it doesn't make you a professional at Greek translation, yeah. but it does give you a lot of insight as, as to oh, the broader meaning of some of these words. And we have this very narrow focus on what that might mean. And it's like, oh, this is used 20 other times. And in these other places, the idea behind that includes this. And you go, oh, well, if that's included here, you know, I'm, I'm thinking too narrowly about it. It's, it's bigger and more and larger. And, and, uh, you know, so I, I tell people it's a great tool. It doesn't make you a professional Greek translator, but, uh, but, but, you know. know, I think
1: an average person mm -hmm. with today's technology can actually get into the God's word and also dig deep. Oh yeah. Once you become familiar with it. You can you can discover quite a bit that's there, which is why I kind of explained the whole. And I I think maybe we ought to have a couple more where we explain stuff, how to find stuff, because half the problem as we were taught Mm -hmm. is people don't know how to use the tools. Yeah, these are the books. Yeah, and if you know how to use the tools, you can dig for yourself. Yeah, you can look at a passage, and you could start mining that passage for, well, you know, this is what it is. Now, the other thing that you have to do, and this is that, again, as I mentioned, there are questionable websites that yeah. you could get yourself onto, is you need to start reading the whole Bible.
0: Yeah, yeah, read, just read it, it first. Year. Yeah, just just s- systematically read, read, read. That's the main because exposure. Because
1: the more you read it, the more you become familiar with what's there. Yeah. So when you do get on a website that might be off, that might be looking mm-hmm. at the Quran, or it could be looking at, um, Uh, the New World Translation or the Book of Mormon, you're not getting confused. (laughs) Right. And you're able to identify what's what and separate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's it. You know, I I think we could take a few minutes and even just talk about it. Like, uh, there's the Bible Hub app, uh, which is a website. You can do it on your computer, but you can put an actual app on your phone. Interlinear is there, Hebrew and Greek. I mean, we used to pay hundreds of dollars for these volumes, Tom, when we were in college. And And now it's free online. Uh, Another one, one of my favorite Dictionaries, just because it's very exhaustive, is the the International Standard Bible Encyclopedia, uh, the yeah. ISBE. It's online, four volumes. It's yeah. standard. It's free, and uh, and there are apps on the Play Store. If you search for ISBE, they actually have apps that that uh, you download on your phone, so you don't have to be online. And uh, and every it's free. I mean, I paid for my four, four volume hardcover set twenty five years ago, thirty years ago, and now yeah, all it was
1: like eight bucks.
0: Yeah, it's it's free now. So and 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 see what we do in our Bible study too. Because I mean, you know, I have all these individual commentaries and stuff that are good and and they're good. But one of the methods that we did and uh, uh, is 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 that we use study Bibles. Okay, there's some study Bibles that are very shallow, some that are more depth. Uh, but let me, let me just explain this. But but all of these study Bibles are written by scholars in the field, very 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 yeah. well respected scholars. Doesn't mean we agree in with each them.
1: Study Bible will have its specific slant yeah well. slant
0: di- different uh, different scholars who will give different insights? That one mentions and the other doesn't. Sometimes yeah. see, we actually have sixteen study Bibles for our group, and then what we do is we we encourage everybody to buy the one they like to use for themselves in their own personal reading and for their own home study. Use that at the table too, but pick one or two of these other ones. And we have an archaeology study Bible. We have the the cultural background study Bible. We have a, a, a Rome, two Roman Catholic study Bibles. One is just the New Testament, and I'll tell you that that Ignatius Catholic study Bible on the New Testament is a phenomenal tool. I was, I'm still stunned to this day with that, how, how uh, well that is. Uh, The ESV study Bible, that's one I recommend that was really good. And uh, the the NIV study Bible, uh, we've got the Reformation study Bible. um, Well, I'm trying to think the life application study Bible. Here's another one that blew my mind that was good was the John MacArthur study Bible. Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, every week I'm stunned at, at, at things that he, he highlights in the text or you would think the, uh, the, the, bib, or the, the uh, biblical theological study of Bible would be the technical one, which it's supposed to be touted to be. I find John MacArthur deals more with the Greek, Greek words and things than, than just about any volume. And it's not written by just John MacArthur. It's actually him, the staff and many people at the university where he works that wrote it. So it's not just like this one man thing. Um, yeah. But, but I would, I've been surprised at how good a volume that was. But what we do is we read is, the, stacked, yeah. the text and all of these various translations. We got. New King James, American Standard, NIV. Uh, oh, another one was the CBS, the, the or no, the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible Translation. I've never used that before, but they have a study Bible. That's a really, yeah. real good study Bible as well. And so, and what you find, like you said, is that these, these notes and cross-references and stuff, they're not the Bible. Like you said, read the Bible first. Yeah. But if you want to dig deeper, each one of these study Bibles, some of them repeat the same things. This other one brings up an aspect of the text that's not mentioned o- over here. The archaeology Bible brings up a historical background yeah. to understand that maybe another one does. And then what you ha- what we find is- These are is, the
1: notes that Andy's talking about yeah. that you find at the bottom yeah. of, of the study Bibles. The, yeah. So yeah the other the thing too, and I just, just point out, when you're reading or looking for a Bible as well- so if you if you picture a line, hmm. you know, a horizontal line, mm-hmm. and so one end of that line, let's say your 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 left hand, uh, is one end, and that is a literal interpretation of the scripture. So if you have a Hebrew text or a Greek text, a literal interpretation, this would be like the King James, the New American Standard versions they are literally translating that Hebrew or Greek word Mm -hmm. into English as literal as possible. So there isn't much interpretation, changes, if you will, in the translation. On the other end, the right-hand side, let's say uh, this would be your, your... uh, Bibles that are interpretations. Let's yeah. say someone you living, like the living Bible. Bible would kind of fit in that category. Yeah. Message, message and paraphrase. So, yeah, the message. So this is an individual or or you know a, a couple people's interpretation, and so they're putting it in words. And so for every Hebrew word or Greek word, they're not giving you a literal interpretation of it. They're giving their interpretation. In a way that helps you understand what that word means. Yeah, in
0: modern English but, and modern day.
1: <laughs> exactly. But it's their perspective. Yeah. And so yeah. each person sees things differently. And so typically with the the interpretative, you know, like the message and stuff, you're going to find there's a lot more words to the text. Mm-hmm. Then in the middle is the dynamic equivalent, yeah. where this would be like the NIV, where they're yeah. trying to capture the main thought from the text, the yeah. Hebrew or the Greek, but they might change it a little bit so you can understand what it means. Mm-hmm. And so when you're purchasing a Bible, you know it's good to have, as Andy is saying, multiple translations, a paraphrase, which is easy to yeah. read and And really good for devotions and stuff, but you can also lose sight of you know this actual text, yeah. because it is someone's interpretation, right, but you do need a literal and you know text, like you were saying the yeah. you know like the King James and stuff where you're you're able to yeah. look at it or. Or the NASB where,
0: yeah. you know, New, this New is American what the Greek Standard is kind Bible. of
1: saying there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the uh, New King James, I, I've never, ever got into it because, see, I grew up in a church where everybody used King James Bibles. And I can remember when I first got the New International Version, it was like, oh, my gosh, the, you know, I can read this and enjoy it now. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so because of the, that kind of a background, of course, in all my studies in college years, all my commentaries are all based on the NIV. It's, it's the most popular translation in the world, right? Yeah. And well, so it's I studied changing,
1: it. ESV yeah. starting to gain ground.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's where I'm at too, but uh but I've been doing the ESV and I and uh, and I that's that's what I'm reading now. I, I like the literalness of it and uh, it's it's good. But yeah. uh, one of I still well, like the niv. Yeah, the 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 um the um, uh, New King James, we have several study – because when I ordered these study Bibles, I order you can get them in most translations you want, a lot of them. So I ordered some of them with New King James, American Standard, and the Revised yeah. Standard versions just to have study Bibles in various uh, – Um, translations to give us the various translations. The notes are probably basically the same in whatever, whatever, but, but uh, the new King James has been, been surprising me because like, like I've not read it and uh, and, and it's out at the table and I'm going, wow, I, I, you know, it, it, that in the ESV is quite, is quite interesting, you know. Uh, They
1: want people to to get into scriptures. They put the time to do it. Yeah. The same also goes for commentaries. If you're looking at commentaries, commentaries are, you know, a comment about the text and stuff. Yeah. And again, the commentaries, you have devotional commentaries, which are really nice and fluffy and mm. great for devotions, gets you thinking. Mm-hmm. But then you have technical commentaries, which this would be like the Word uh, publisher commentaries where you're actually going to see Hebrew and Greek. Oh, yeah. In the actual text.
0: Yeah. Some of the best scholars. And then work.
1: you have commentary in between. And what they w- what they kind of taught us is you find a passage that's a difficult passage. Mm-hmm. And if you want to find out if the commentary is good, you know where that passage is located. Go to the commentary. Look and see what's actually said there yeah. in the commentary about that passage. And what you typically find is if if it's that passage, there's usually not much. And if they are dealing with it, they do have a long explanation <laughs> and stuff. Or, yeah. and this is the fun part. Um, You also look at the commentary and if it's looking at passages that really don't have much and there's lots and lots of pages about nothing. Yeah, you know that tells you, that tells yeah. you a bit about the commentary. Yeah,
0: I gave I gave away a whole New Testament set that way. There were certain one, ones in it that were good, but I just found that every time I went to it, I just wanted to find out something specific about one phrase. What does that say yeah. in the Greek? And then you go in this commentary, and you would read three pages, and it would it would never seem to answer the technical or the fine detailed question that was being,
1: what they do. If they don't know, oh, they go on and on. Yes. Don't answer
0: I, I gave that a whole new Testament. It was a hardcover set to somebody and they loved it. They said, I use that. That's the only one I use now. Yeah. And it's like, are you sure you don't we want some money for to that? Buy sets. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We were taught to buy specific commentaries. Yeah. Buy a technical one, mm-hmm. buy a devotional one, mm-hmm. and maybe one in between. It really depends on, how much money you got yeah, <laughs> at yeah. the
0: time. Well, exactly. And we were all so rich when we were back in our early ministry days trying to build our resources yeah. and nothing online. Oh my gosh. You know, we would get so excited. It's like, you'd say to your wife, can our budget do it? Like, you know, I'd like to order a couple of books and you'd order like $200 worth of new new commentaries and it was just like, it was like holding gold in your hand when you were a poor young family trying to get your, you know, your finances in order. <laughs> and oh God, you remember those days, eh? Yeah. It's but
1: been... it's the best, I mean, you get, you know, you have three or four study Bibles. You yeah. got them open. The notes in the study Bibles. You got Google. Yeah. A good Bible dictionary or encyclopedia. Yeah. You're, you're, you could get off and running really yeah. quick.
0: Yeah. You're set to go. And I'll have to admit that NIVS or the ESV study Bible, I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, um, because it, of all of the study Bibles, you want to talk about volume of, uh, of scholars' notes at the bottom. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, Oh my gosh. It's a massive volume and uh just at a sheer volume. They they got yeah. a lot of text in it. So if you want a good good one with a lot, that's 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 a good one, good one if you're going to invest if in you're one.
1: you're trying to understand what kind of slant the particular study Bible has. Mm. Uh just Google it and they'll yep. give you that or you look at the the people that have they in the in the beginning. They usually list those that did the notes for the different books. Yeah, yeah. And then if you Google their names, you can find, well, they teach at this institution or they teach yeah. at that institution. Yeah. Because usually it's professors from different schools. Yeah. And so that'll help you, you know. So if they're all, you know, uh, uh, from a schools that you're, you'd never heard of, well, you know, you yeah. can always Google and find out more.
0: Yeah, oh, for sure. Well, I know on the ESV, you know, like uh, they, they uh, when it comes to atonement, I mean, they're a penal substitutionary atonement crew, right? And uh and every, Boy,
1: there, there there's terminology for the average oh, person. No, that's not for the
0: average <laughs> person. But I but uh, I get a kick out of it because the word atonement, uh, the few times it appears they'll translate atonement, but every time it's propitiation, they never ever translate it as just atonement or expiation. Uh, like that 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 in their interpretation of the translation of the Greek word, they have had the, in every case they've translated it for people Mm-hmm. substitutionary tone and it's propitiation yeah. every time. So that's their bias slant, the slant in there where, where they just can't even use the word atonement and have people go, what does atonement mean? Oh, it means covering. And it's like, no, no, they interpret what atonement is and what covering exactly. means by using the word propitiation every time. And that's an interpretive, uh, uh, translation, you know, and that anyway, well, I, or the, um, do you want, want to just call this an episode and then, and then we'll go, we'll go yeah. on, on to the other? I, I think that would be a good thing because I, I don't think we need to dilute this. Uh, yeah, we've already given the resources no. and tools and, uh, we'll come back and talk about the missionary, uh, identification and how to build bridges into culture and stuff. It's kind of where we were going to go and we never got there yet, but, uh, this was fun though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great, Tom. Thank you so much for that. Rabbi Shemai was approached by a guy who's asking the exact same question. And nobody tells the story that the Talmud says that next, Shammai beats the man with a stick.
1: <laughs> what circumcision? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first time I asked answer. mom what a virgin was
0: <laughs> <laughs> All the adults in the kitchen yeah. went silent. But what time of uh, <laughs> a rocket surgeon?
1: Very excited about
0: that. <laughs> we want you to be our rabbi. Rabbi well, okay. Herding. <laughs> Jesus told me I'm not to insist that they call me rabbi. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you still here? You must be a real sucker for punishment. Thank you for listening to the Invisible Humanitarian podcast today. Check out our website at theinvisiblehumanitarian.ca or check us out on our Facebook page. Please subscribe to us and leave us a good rating on your favorite podcast subscriber. And please, whatever you do, tell all your crazy friends about this podcast. Ooh yeah. Ooh la la.